0: Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, If you're watching this right now, we're recording this uh, end of September, um, but when this episode comes out, we're actually going to be in the islands of Hawaii. Um, So pray for us. We're going to be roughing it out there. Um, But I wanted to make sure we recorded this episode early so we had something for you um, while we were out of town. Uh, I want to start off by thanking everyone who, who watches and listens to this show and supports Katina Ministries um, through prayer or financially. Uh, all of you are a huge part of what we do at Katina Ministries, and, and this podcast is just a little bit, a little part of that, and I want to encourage you, if you want to learn more about what we do with uh, at Katina Ministries, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com and you'll find more information there, so Thank you again for supporting us and tuning in this week. We are joined this week by a first-time guest of the show, someone I just met this morning, hey, um, hey, but hey. I've heard lots and lots of stories about him. He's a man of, of many talents, <laughs> uh, an and influential <laughs> figure awesome. here in our, in our community of Franklin and the greater Nashville area. And I'd like to welcome him to the show, Mr.
1: Matt Rogers. Matt. Love you guys. Ooh. Thank you. Hey. Let's, go. Let's go. And Matt. when he says we're going to Hawaii, I am not <laughs> I wish I was.
0: Well, you you can tag on.
1: It's <laughs> no. too late. but
0: um, So good, man. Matt, thank you for being here, man. <laughs> Thanks and, for um, me. Like I said, so my brother Eli, he's told me about you. I've heard about you from my dad. Um, and when we, whenever we have a, a first-time guest, I like to just give them a, an opportunity to introduce themselves tell us whatever you think is important about you and then um if you wouldn't mind share what your connection is to the katina family yeah absolutely
1: i mean first of all uh i'm honored to be here i love you guys i i knew about your family before i even moved to tennessee because i saw y'all for the first time in jensen franklin's church in orange county california and i was like
2: who are these guys the voice of an angel
1: (laughs) Uh, and it was fantastic. So, I mean, I, 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 I love your family. And I, I grew up in Southern California, um, played college football at Iowa Washington, and Washington. Uh, and after that, went back home. Was filming a TV show. I, you know, I was a finalist on season three of American Let's Idol. Let's go. And then um I lost to Fantasia, by the way. <laughs> uh, that was season three? Season three. Yeah. Wow. That was a lot of hair ago. <laughs> and um, and then from there, uh the people at American Idol were really good. And, like, Seacrest was cool to me. Simon Cowell, they're like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't want to sing. You know, because, like, I can't. Like, I'm fun on karaoke night. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not an artist. Like, I'm not a musician. Like, I can't read music like y'all. I can't play an instrument. I just Brother, like we sing. don't read music either. Right? <laughs> Are, is so, that true? Okay. But, like, and then after that, I'm like, well, I want to get into TV shows. I want to host like Seacrest does. And he was awesome to me. So I got into hosting TV shows, filmed mm. a show in Clarksville, Tennessee in 2010 called Coming Home, where we brought home soldiers oh, wow. and surprised their family for a lifetime. Oh, wow. And then when I flew back home to Cali, I was like, Dude, I feel homesick. Mm. Like, I want to go back to Tennessee. Oh, wow. Wow. So my wife and I, we prayed about it for a long time, and then we finally made the move in 2015. Okay. So we've been here for eight years and absolutely love it. Best move I ever made. So that's kind of where we're at. I'm a dad, husband, have four kids. Our sons go to school together, uh, play football uh, for Independence High. Go Eagles. What? And um, it's just awesome, man. We're in a good spot. I love – Love where we're at right now. That's awesome. I, was, I was
3: telling Josh off camera before you got here that you're like, you remind me of the guy from the Dalsaki commercial. Like, you do everything, <laughs> man. Uh, something he has not mentioned, he is the voice of the, the Independence Eagles, but he's also the voice for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yes. Let's go. Yes. Uh, yes. Pastor, he's a pastor. Uh, he just, and I love his spirit, and I've told you this a few times, just because you know he and I are around campus quite a bit. I mean, we just love those kids, but those kids gravitate to him like no one else. And it's 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 uh, it's really cool to have in this day and age some dads, some father figures who are not just saying what every adult says, but who are really invested in young people. And that's what I appreciate about. Matt Rogers. Yeah, thanks, oh, yeah, Matt. It's, thank it,
2: you for saying it, that. <laughs> it, this this is cool. It. This is my first time meeting you personally, but uh, it's like a perfect fit, man. Us brother, five of us brothers are about a lot of those same things, music, ministry, and sports, and uh, so, man, it's an honor to have you, man. I'm glad to be here. Like yeah. I said,
1: I've known about you guys, you know, before I even met you. John was the first one I met, like, because, you know, when you know of someone, especially like you guys, like you guys, I mean, you've done just a phenomenal job in ministry, and you've... Touch a lot of people. So, like, from a distance, I knew who you were. And then when I got here, I'm like, oh, snap. Like, my sons go to the same mm. school as the Katinas. Mm. And then actually back in the day, like, our, the girls that used to babysit was uh, was dating one of John's sons, or they're dating now. And so, like, I knew you guys from a distance. Yeah. But the first time I met John face-to-face was at one of our scrimmages last year when our sons were freshmen. I'm like, oh, are you John? Oh, Matt Rogers. So, <laughs> it's like, I knew of you guys before. So, it's cool to actually, like, be here now. Like, sweet. It's, it's awesome th- how it comes full circle.
3: I remember, and we may have talked about it, but probably even before you saw us at Jensen's, we did. We sang at Matt Tiosopo's wedding, and I think you were in it. I didn't even know. I right? was in that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, so yeah. we go way, yeah, way back. Unbelievable. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Wow.
0: You're right. Yep, yep. Well, so here's a funny story. So you're the um, PA announcer at Independence High School. So I, I graduated from Centennial High School with my brother Eli, Um, so I'll go to Centennial football, at least one game every year since I'm here in town, and since I have cousins who play at Independence, it always works out. I'll just go to the Centennial Independence game, so we went this year, and my other cousin, Jackson, who just moved here uh, earlier this summer, he was there with me, and we were uh, just watching the game, and he's like, man, this announcer guy, he's crazy, bro. <laughs> I love this guy. And uh, uh, I was we were with some Centennial people, and they were like, yeah, he's a little too much. Dude, <laughs> totally. The opposing team
1: hates me. That's the
2: way it's supposed to but be, though, is, bro. I know.
1: That's why I like high school, because like, when I announce for the Titans, I have to stay in my lane, keep it professional. But high school... Like I could let the personality come out a little bit. Like last week, oh, one wow. of our guys got tackled and horse collared. Uh-huh. So from the announcer, I go horse collar tackle on Santel. <laughs> Referee doesn't throw the flag. No, like I could never say that in the NFL. That's amazing. I, I have fun with it. So and the ref's
2: name is <laughs> seriously.
0: That's amazing. Well, as a as a football as a guy who loves football, I would love to start asking you about sure. Um, Your gig with the Titans. How long have you been doing that now?
1: I'm going into those. So, this is year three. We're in the beginning of, you know, year three.
0: Okay. So, I'm just curious, how does someone get a job like that?
1: (laughs) So, I mean, look at the here's the truth. Like, and I don't want to get like too deep spiritual, but like, Jesus became my hero at a really, really young age when he healed me of something that I was supposed to die from. It was like a rare. Heart disease, the doctors told my mom, like, your son will never play sports. If he gets his heart rate above 110, he'll have a heart attack and die. It was just rare heart disease. And I had a mom that said, doesn't matter what you say, my Jesus is going to heal him. Mm. So when I got healed, like, my whole childhood, all I know is, you know, God healed you. And don't ever forget what God did for you. And you can do anything you want. Mm. So there was, like, no limitations. So now from in the natural, from a football standpoint, I always loved football, but I was short, fat, slow, white, weak, (laughs) mama's boy. Like, dude, my freshman year of high school, I played one play, and I quit my sophomore year because, you know, back then, you know, coaches, if you suck, they tell you, like, you freaking suck. You know what I mean? So my mom would always encourage me, like, that I was more than what I was experiencing. So I learned at a young age to like believe bigger than what my circumstances were telling me. So then fast forward to your question. So most people get into NFL PA announcing from, well, I got my major in sports marketing or sports accounting, and then I went through the ranks and I was a high school PA announcer, and then college and this and that. So when I auditioned three years ago, everybody on paper was more qualified than I am. Like y'all have heard me high school PA, like, most people don't like me. <laughs> so, like, I'm not, like, awesome. Like, you know, I'm not, like, crisp or polished. But when I was, I was sitting in a drive through and my wife sent me a screenshot and she goes, the Titans are looking for a new PA announcer. This has your name written all over it. Go get it, babe. Wow. Like, that's what my wife texted me. So I'm like, all right. So, like, I auditioned and everybody on paper was better than me. Like, this guy was the PA announcer for the Tennessee Volunteers. This guy was for the Sacramento Kings and wow. NBA. And like on paper, they all smoked me. But the night of the audition, I was the last one to go, and I was listening to all of them. And all of them, dude, they were the same. Wow. All of them were like, starting at running back, number 22, Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next guy, starting at running back, number 22. So when I went, I was like, and that a running back, your two-time NFL rushing champion, number 22, Game over. all hail King Henry. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? And, like, so then the people were like, well, dude, that was different.
3: Man. And then, like, the kids say, GG, man. It's over, man. Go.
1: Game over. So I just I just did it different, and I went in with, I don't know, like, a, like here's the way I look like at it. From a spiritual standpoint, like, someone's got to get that job and yeah. might as well be one of God's kids. Mm. Cause I know if he gives it to me, I will honor him. Mm. Like I'll give it back to him. And you know, I had people in my life and you guys know better than anyone, like the power of people of God speaking over your life, which like you opened the podcast said like, pray for us when we're in Hawaii. Like mm. it's not, he's not just checking a box. Like he means it. Like he really needs yeah. your prayers when in Hawaii, because you know, prayers move mountains. It changes things. So like I had people speaking in my life. They said, Matthew, before you're the voice of the Titans, you're the voice of God. And don't ever forget that. So, like, I try to represent him everywhere wow. I go. Yeah, wow. and Matt, and I
2: would imagine, you know, whether you realize it or not, years prior, you know, with American Idol and being in front of a camera, that was really God paving the way for, you know, now and into the future, man. Hundred You know, that verse comes to mind, uh, your gift will make room for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, proud of you, man. That's awesome. Nice. Awesome story.
3: Yeah, and it's 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 been in your in your DNA from when you were in your mom's womb, and having a mom like yeah I've, I've never met her but I just know I can tell just by the things you've said she she reminds me of our mom yeah our mom was not a musician per se but she was a prayer warrior she would touch our face faces yeah. before we'd go out and sing and she would pray crazy crazy prayers she she died at fifty. But before that, before we even made one record, she would pray that God would use us all over the world. And we were like, man, those are just crazy prayers that moms pray. And many years after she's been in heaven with Jesus, you know, we're we, we're doing exactly what she prayed for.
1: I always think about that, too, because my mom went to heaven when she was 55, too. And wow. that was, like, probably like you guys. Like, I lost the biggest source of encouragement. It was like the nine eleven of our family, right? Like, you never thought mom... Especially, you know, you said at 50, 50, my mom at 55, like I'm 45 and I'm like, dude, I got a good 75 years in me. You know what I mean? Like I got a lot to do, but I don't know how it all works when you get there, but I do believe that something like that. Our moms are still constantly contending from us from heaven and we're walking out their prayers that they're still praying today, which is awesome to think about.
0: I um hearing your story about just your childhood with your heart condition and some of the lessons that you learned through that experience. I in my own personal journey, I've been really looking back at my own childhood and trying to think about what were the lessons that I was taught when I was young. Some of them good, some of them maybe not so good. Right. Um but I've been learning that those lessons that we learn when we're young have such an impact on the way we live our lives in the 100%. future. And I'm just curious, I would love to hear from you, uh, just that lesson that you learned, God, God healed me, I yeah. can do anything now. In what way has that lesson, beyond just the Titans PA thing, in what way has that lesson kind of carried
1: you through through your life? God, I love your questions. Now I know why you have such a good podcast. Great <laughs> questions. He is killing it, bro. Seriously, you are great. Um it it's kind of like you you believe what you experience, right? And we we have experienced God's supernatural anointing, blessing, favor, whatever. Like we've gotten into places, we've been in front of people that if you look at us. When we're 10, 15, 20 years old, it's like, that ain't going to be me. So at a young age, like, I experienced God's favor, which is why he became, like, my hero. Like, I still, in the 80s, like, I still had Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson on my wall, but, like, Jesus was my hero. And so, like, having those experiences, like, I truly, truly believe that all things are possible to those that believe. It's not just a prayer that I pray when I'm down and out. Like, I wake up every day, like, I think a lot of people, like, they try to, like, incorporate Jesus into their life so they'll have a better one, and then life still sucks, and they're like, well, I tried that Jesus thing, and it didn't work Mm -hmm. out. So it's like, being a follower of Christ has never made me immune to life challenges. Like, I mean, I still have just the same challenges and hardships as everyone else, but I live from a different perspective, like, Okay, I'm down, but I'm never out. You know what I mean? Like, because I really can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not just a tagline I put on my Instagram page for likes. Like, all things really are possible to those that believe. So when you fast forward, and, you know, probably the worst time of my life was 2009. My wife, Terry, and I just had our second son, Mason, who's on the football team with your son, Blaze. They're both sophomores now. But long story short, Mason was born with a rare genetic disease called cystic fibrosis. It's a chronic lung and pancreas disease. So when he's two years old, doctors tell him, well, he's gonna have to live his life, he's gonna have to have a feeding tube, he's not gonna be able to gain weight, this, 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 and this. And I remembered what a lady told me when I was little, like, it doesn't matter what you say, my Jesus is gonna heal him. So the same prayers that my mom prayed over me, fast forward 30-something years later, I'm doing the same thing over my son, which is how, you know, generations work, right? You yeah. could live under a general bless- a generational blessing or a generational curse. So, like, you look at Mason today and he's running around playing football like everybody else. He's never been on a feeding tube. And it's like, wow. it, it, it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it really is real. So seeing God at a young age really come through for me and show himself true has brought me, you know, to where I'm at now. And then, you know, like we shared too, like bad stuff still happens. Like we professed my mom's healing all the way up until she took her last breath. Yeah. And that freaking hurts. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, where were you yeah, on yeah, that yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like where were you on that one? I'll never forget. This was April 9, 2010. Like I grew up at church my whole life. But there was a time after my mom passed away, which was 04. And then I got married. And then Mason was born and he was sick. And then right around 2009, like, I'm looking at God, and I'm like, dude, I'm a good man. I'm a man of character, integrity. I tithe. I go to church, and I'm freaking losing. Mm. Like, my wife's depressed. My kid is sick. My mom's dead. Like, what's the point? Like, what what was all this about? And I'll never – it was like – I really feel like it was the first time God, like, spoke to me. Mm. He said, you're basing my character and nature – off of what didn't happen with your mom instead of what did happen through my son. Stop looking at your mom and what didn't happen and start looking at my son and what did happen. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, okay. And like, because I walked through, like I saw all these amazing miracles and stuff as a kid. And then when my mom passed away, it was almost like the miracles died with her. Mm. And I didn't experience any, like I went to church and I loved the Lord. I didn't do anything bad. But like I wasn't walking in any power and authority, wow. and then, and I, because I saw Jesus through my mom, which is great. But then when mom died, I didn't have my own thing with Jesus, yeah. and I and I got it back in 2010, wow. and that's I honestly as an yeah. adult, that's really when I started living differently about 13 years ago. Wow, that's
2: powerful. That's powerful. Uh, man. That's
1: awesome,
0: man. So. Eli, my brother, he just by chance, he called me this morning and he's like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm getting ready to do a podcast with uh, uh, this guy, Matt Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> you asked oh, I know Matt. I love that hey, Eli Eli's the man. So <laughs> Eli is, I think they call him the character coach. At, chaplain. Pastors. Yeah, he's yes. the chaplain. At Independence. He's the bishop, Matt. And so he organizes uh, people to come speak to the team. I think, is it on Fridays or Thursdays? Yeah. And I uh, he told me that you spoke to the team on this yeah, last week, right? That was awesome, yeah. And <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I'm always curious to hear from people who grew up in athletics and seeing the athletes of today, um, young kids today. And you have a son on the team, is that? Yeah. Um, when you look at like your son and his teammates, and you're speaking in front of them, what is the what is the message that you want to share with, with kids? Because in a way, I see it as someone who, what would I want someone to tell me when I was 15 or 16? And yeah. I'm getting ready to play Friday night football. It's the biggest thing in my life right now. Um, what is the message that you want, that you share with young athletes today?
1: The, it It varies. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit's always doing different stuff for different people. Like, you know, I need a word in my life different than John needs and different than Jesse needs and different than you need. So each team, each player is different. And, like, you know, we've all heard God will meet people where they're at. So for that particular Friday, um, Eli gave me – so Independence, where they're at right now, is they're a very, very tough football team. Mm -hmm. And they have some challenges in other areas, but in in terms of, like, grit and toughness – Like, they're one of the toughest high school teams I've ever seen. Like, they just – you can't – it's going to be hard to kill these guys. You know what I mean? And so Eli told me, like, where they're at, Stidham said, and they just came off of a huge game against the defending state runner-up, which on paper Mm -hmm. should have never beat this team. But we go in there, and we're up 28-0 in their house, which is one of the worst stadiums to play at for an opponent – And we're up 28-0 with, like, five minutes left, and they got a cheap one at the end, so we beat them 28-7. But on paper, we should have never beat them. And I heard, like, a a Katina had a big game. Uh. (laughs) Just saying. But um, so he told me, he said, you know, we're proud, but we're not satisfied. So that was the message. And you only get five minutes with these kids. And the way that the thing that I love about Eli Katina and him being the chaplain of the team is that, I don't have anything against pastors being chaplains of teams and stuff like this, but a lot of times pastors will do that. So if they can get the kids to go to their church, right, yeah. then the parents will come and then the tithes will come and our church will, you know what <laughs> so I mean? There's a connection there. Yes. Yeah. Eli shows up because he loves Jesus and he loves kids. Yeah. And he has, like, when it comes to Eli, there's no strings attached. Right. It's everything about him is, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. And you just, like, he radiates that. So... He's got that favor with the team. So when Eli told me, hey, coach wants you to talk for five minutes, proud but not satisfied, and wrap a Bible verse around it somehow. So I'm like, all right. You know, so um, I, um, I went with uh, Ephesians 3.20. And, of course, now that I'm on podcast, I'm drawing a blank. What, what's Ephesians 3.20? I remember the Bible verse. Pull it up. You give me the first word, and I'll know it. Look at us. Ephesians 3.20. It's not pressed down, shaken together. It's...
3: A press towards a mark, no? Of the high calling? Uh, no. Yeah.
1: Am I messing up? All, all glory
3: to God who is
1: able. Who's able to do exceedingly more than we can ask, yeah. think, or imagine. Yeah, got you. So I went with that. Like, we're we're proud but not satisfied. So I I took that Bible verse. He can give you more than you can ask or think or imagine. So... You're happy with where you're at, but God has more for you. So I tried to give the kids a vision of more. Mm. And as so I went through that whole thing of like, and I would give examples of how God always wants to pour more on you than you could possibly imagine. And for them, I tried to say, like, look, man, like a relationship with God is not just checking a box so you can go to heaven one day. Like it's about living an empowered life now. Like the way I see everything, like someone's got to win this game it might as well be god's kids like someone's got to have the mansion it might as well be the christian yeah, love that someone's got to have the rolls royce it might as well be the christian like <laughs> why do we think that living such a poor life is humility in god like what are you talking about yeah. like someone's got to win someone's got to excel why does it have to be the person that doesn't believe why can't mm. it be us so i tried to instill that in. like god is for you god has more than you like it is a safe place to dream in the kingdom of heaven. It's a wow. safe place to want and work for more. And then I prayed for him at the end. And then right at the end, man, dude, God gave me, and I don't even know this kid, but God gave me a kid's name as I was praying. And he told me to give him my Bible. And the kid wow. just started crying. And then there was another kid on the team was like, dude, I've been praying for you for like six months. Wow. <laughs> and then like it all came together. It was wow. it was awesome. And um, and I gave that kid a word during the game. And I said, dude, I go, God's going to show you a sign this game. That you're gonna make a play that's gonna change the atmosphere of the game, mm. and that's, which is gutsy because you know, like you don't want to say something because you know we've had people prophesy oh, yeah, over oh, us yeah, when yeah, we were yeah. kids, like you know your your grandma is really struggling right now. You're like, what are you talking about, bro? My grandma died ten years ago. Like
2: <laughs> you're gonna have hair your whole life, exactly.
1: <laughs> so I'm always scared. Like I better hear from God if I'm gonna give a word. <laughs> So I did, and I told this kid, I'm like, God's going to use you this game, and you're going to make a big play and change the atmosphere. I said, but that's just a sign, because God wants to change the atmosphere of your heart, because he's been chasing you. down. So then I give him like a spiritual word, and dude, the first (laughs) drive of the opponent, they drive all the way down to our five-yard line. So it's like first and goal on the five. And when you know it, freaking Hunter Burton gets well, the out interception nowhere, out of nowhere. Uh, never had wow. an interception in,
3: in, in his high school career. It was unbelievable. He's a senior now. And the
1: whole team turns around and looks at the booth and points <laughs> at me, and I'm like, yeah! <laughs> It was awesome. So oh, I think, so cool. like, what was the point of that? Like, yeah, God wants him to have a big play in this and that, but now it begins. Yeah. So, like, now, like, I got healed at five years old. God met that dude where he was at. Like, to me, it was God healing me. Hmm. To that kid... God showed up for him and like, he really did make a big play turnaround. So now I believe God's chasing that kid down. And I mean, dude, he's only 17 years old, might be far from God, but come mm-hmm. back and visit that homie at 30 years old. He wow, might be, uh, That's amazing. you know, he might be the next it. Billy Graham. Yeah. Who knows? I
0: love that. I, um, <laughs> this has come up on the show recently. And, but I want to ask you this because I've heard you say it twice now that you heard from God. Um, and I just am curious because I, I grew up in the church. I grew up with the parents that I grew up with. So I've always heard, listen to God's voice. You know, God, God wants to speak to you. Um, and that's like sort of a confusing message sometimes totally. to like a six, seven-year-old. I'm curious for you, when, God, when you say God speaks to you, what does God sound like to you?
1: Yeah, I love that question. Um, I think God speaks to all of us in three ways. So God speaks to us through our spirit. You know, like the, the more alone time you get with him, and I didn't do this 20 years ago. I do it now every day to the best of my ability is I'll wake up and I will just sit and I will say, God, what, what will you have for me today? God, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to speak to? I will ask him questions and he will speak to me through my spirit. Now, again, that didn't happen 10, 15 years ago. That has been developed through my relationship mm. with God. Like when we first sat down, we didn't really know each other 20 minutes ago, but now we're getting a feel for each Mm other because we're spending time together. So you kind of are starting to get to know me. Same with you. It's the same thing with God. Mm. So the first thing, he'll speak to you through, you know, your spirit. Secondly, he'll speak to you through other people. It might be your pastor. It might be your mom. It might be your friend. My boy John might come up to me like, dude, I was praying for you this morning, and God showed me as clear as day. There's an opportunity coming your way. Or, hey, you've been praying about something, and God doesn't want you to walk through Whatever it is, he'll speak to you through other people. And then third, and as we all know, the most important is God will speak to you through his word. And if the first two don't match up with the third, it's never God. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if someone comes up, I mean, this might be extreme, but if someone comes up to you and says, like, you know, hey, there's some trying times coming your way, and you're going to battle anxiety and depression, <laughs> and God just really showed me that there's a season coming at you where you're going to struggle. It's like, okay, well, let me go to his word and see that. And it's like, no. no. You know no, what I mean? So like, Because right. we all hear a lot of voices, so you'll always know through his word. And the biggest thing I'm finding about about these kids is spending time with these kids, which is really sad, because we didn't grow up that way. Like, we grew up in church. We had parents that showed us the word, and a lot of these kids – Even though they're in the Bible Belt of Tennessee, none of them know how to read Mm -hmm. God's word. It's like I've given out a handful of Bibles to these kids, and they're like, well, Mr. Matt, how do I read the Bible? Where do I start? Mm -hmm. And um, if you don't know how to read God's word, then how will you ever hear his voice? And that's why you have kids, you know, praying to crystals and New Age Mm -hmm. stuff more than, Mm -hmm. you know, something else. Because... There are certain things that have power out there. And I always tell, like, we are supernatural beings. We are created by something supernatural. So we crave the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And if you don't teach your kids how to find it through the Holy Spirit, dude, they're going to find it through Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. They're going to find it through Uh, Disney+. Plus. They're going to find it through, Mm -hmm. oh, don't worry, it's just a good witch. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's just a good witch with good spells. Like, dude, they're going to find it somewhere. So I want to teach my kids how to hear the voice of God? How to experience the supernatural? Because they're gonna experience one way or another, and the other only has limited power and will lead them, you know. That's so good. The wrong way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, that's that's,
3: awesome. that's uh, it's so powerful. And I th- I think about our journey in this this music industry. Um, there was a time, and we may have shared it in the past, about when we signed with Aristo Records, Clive Davis, and. um this is when crossover music was really popular with, with Amy Grant and BB and Cece at the time. And we we're like, all right, we'll do some, some, some pop, wholesome songs, and we'll get our foot in the door, and then we'll let them know what we're really about. Compromise. That, that was compromise. Wow. And the way we knew that is because we knew the Word of God, and our dad... Uh, teaching us to memorize scriptures and so when you're six and seven year old, years old you're just <clears throat> trying to check off the box All right, I memorized the scripture but as you get older that word is inside of you and it really helped us to make the decision that as for me in my house we will serve the Lord so I think that's powerful and it is very much underrated and it's sad that um, so, so many of this are, are young people are don't don't know the word of God and so then when they get in situations unfortunately the decisions they make are are are, um, damning towards their lives and so again I just appreciate your your um, faithfulness and and the importance that it is to you to when you get an opportunity to speak for five minutes uh, before some athletes man you make it count dude that's so powerful man just the word of God
2: uh unfortunately, this morning, I didn't wake up with the routine of just hearing from God and spending that time. I woke up to a chaotic morning. You know, we got like uh, 24 hours before we leave for Hawaii for six days. This is the first time my wife is going along and we're leaving our three kids by themselves. My son is 18, Boston. And I mean, we got to do this. We got to do that. You know, my daughter, she's ready for school to find out that she can't go because she's got some issue, and so she's got to stay home. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to go shopping, all of these things. Yeah. So on my way here to the podcast, and I'm just overwhelmed. I'm like, dang, man, I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go to Hawaii. So I just start praying. My son's next to me. My son, oh, here goes Dad. You know? <laughs> so I'm praying, and I'm praying. And, you know, I probably prayed for probably three minutes, but I could feel the Spirit of God. That's awesome. He's speaking through me. What With what? It's the word of God. Mm -hmm. I will uh, keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on me. Mm -hmm. The 24 hours that you think I can do all, you can do all the stuff through me who strengthens you in five hours. (laughs) You're going to get it done. And so I'm sitting here. I feel the peace of God, man. I'm ready to go. My
1: kids are ready to handle it, man. So praise God for the word of God. I mean, it's awesome, too, because like we said before, it's like just because you walk with God doesn't mean life's just going to be easy. you know what I mean but you walk with a different anointing and I believe that's when that scripture will really come into play for you like the steps of the righteous are paved by God so it's like mm-hmm. look at I didn't have time to spend with you this morning like yeah. I'm going to Hawaii and I'm going to Lahaina and I'm going to like you guys are going to Hawaii just to sing for people who mm. need music yeah. like we all know what has happened yeah. mm-hmm. in Maui and the Katinas are going there just to bless people mm. they're not they're going there because those people need music it's like yeah. if you don't believe that God's going to send an anointing wow. before you and bless that. Like, you have to be crazy. Like, he is. That's already set for you. So when you don't have that time and things are going haywire with your kids, I believe that the righteous, mm. the blessing overflows that when we can't. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's, it's yep. awesome. Because, you know, a lot of people, there's other people going through the same thing that you're going through, and they're lost and they're depressed. And they're so far from God. And it's like, well, if God was real, then my daughter would this and my son would this. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, God is real. This stuff still happens. Like, we live in this fallen world, but we got, like, the ultimate cheat code. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly. I have to (laughs) receive
0: it. Matt, I have one more question I want to ask you. And this is a question I've asked whenever we have guests. I like to ask this because I find that I'm really... It's somewhat selfish, but I'm inspired by hearing other people's dreams. Yeah, and it's something that I have to challenge myself to be a dreamer to dream. Um, but I want to hear from you. What is it that you're dreaming about right now? What's that dream that you're thinking of? <laughs> I want this. It made me cry. Yeah. I, I'd love to hear that. Uh, softball, right here.
1: Oh man, um, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> This isn't a Christian or religious answer, but I'm going to be honest: is I think there is a place that we could reach in our relationship with the Holy Spirit, where we pray and everybody's healed. Mm-hmm. I believe there's. Come on, a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was mm-hmm. reading First John this morning, and it said, "If you truly abide in Him, you will walk as He walked." Mm. Most people would say, it's impossible. You can never walk like Jesus. You're not Jesus. Who do you think you are, God? (laughs) You know what I mean? But the Bible says it's possible. Like Jesus would have never said follow him if it wasn't possible. So does everybody I pray for right now get healed? No, but I believe that there is a place and it's not works based. Like I'm not losing sleep over it. Like Mm -hmm. God, when are you gonna give it to me? But I just want to know him more because I do believe that there is a place where I could clear out hospitals. Mm. I believe there's a place because, I i mean, dude, I've seen it. Yeah. And I'm not a guy to where, like, well, God will heal Jesse, but he won't heal John. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially where we live, believe that stuff. Mm. Um, so that's that's my dream is, and again, no pressure attached, but I want to get to a place to where – I really walk the way Jesus walked, like, and and there's areas in my life where it's there, like, I used to be a really, really angry guy, and I used to think, like, other people were the problem, and if God would just fix you, then the world would be better, you know what I mean? Like, especially, like, I look at a lot of my Christian friends' Facebooks, and I'm like, I don't think that's Jesus, like, you know what I mean? Like, they talk about their political stuff more than the kingdom, and I'm like, hmm. So, but... You know what I mean? Like, I truly am at a place where i like, I could honestly tell you, like, dude, nobody can offend me and hurt my feelings. Like, if they don't like me, then, like, it doesn't bother me. And I don't look at them like, mm. they don't like, you know what I mean? Like, so my dream is to get to that place because I actually believe it's possible. And the thing that, and... I want to say this too because on saturday night i spoke at a youth retreat that i got invited to eight months ago and i think they invited me because i'm the titans pa announcer and i'm the american idol guy so i was like oh we're having the titans PA announcer and american idol guy come it was never like we're having a man of god come or we're having a christian come or a believer it was about that and there's good people but i said so what's what's the goal what do you want me to do they go you have 45 minutes to speak and the speaker last year was terrible, he was boring, and he, he didn't, when the, he asked people to raise their hand for salvation, no one raised their hand, and there's like 500 kids there. And I go, okay, so 45 minutes, and the goal is, you want me to give a salvation call, and people raise their hand, and give their heart to the Lord? He goes, yes. So we did that. At the end, if anyone wants a relationship with the Lord, raise your hand, and like 40 kids raised their hand. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. They walked forward, and I have like five minutes left. I said, now... I'm assuming everyone else is a believer. I go, if you're a believer and Jesus is everything to you and you love God with all your heart, but you're going through something right now, maybe you're battling addiction, maybe you're battling anxiety, maybe you have sickness in your body and you need a supernatural touch from a supernatural God. You need God's super to hit your natural and you need to be healed. Raise your hand. Like 150 hands went up. Um, So the lady in the first row, I go, what's your name? She goes, my name's Christy. She was probably like our age, like, you know, late 30s, mid 40s. She was our age, like 25. (laughs) (laughs) She was like early 40s, right? And she had a couple, like, 5th or 6th grade girls sitting next to her, which would be her daughters. I didn't know at the time. So I said, what's wrong? And she's bawling. She goes, I'm in so much pain. I have lupus, and my skin is on fire all the time. I'm in so much pain. Mm -hmm. Well, that breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. And we sing a song Break my heart for what breaks yours. Like, I think that breaks God's heart. What I never think is, well, sister, God's allowing that to happen to you for his bigger purpose. And ultimately, you'll get your healing when you get in heaven because, dude, I don't believe any of that crap. Because Jesus never said that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I looked at her and I said, how many people here know that God's a healer? Everyone raise their hand. How many people believe that if Jesus was standing in front of her and she said, please heal me, he would say yes. Everyone raise her hand. I go, So, how many know that love heals? Yes. Why don't we stretch our hand towards Christy and believe God? Mm. And then someone goes, well, what if it doesn't work? I go, what if it does? Mm. So we stretch our hands, simple prayer. And I even said, like, because these were a certain denomination that I won't say, mm-hmm. that when you talk about salvation, Christians love it. Yeah. But when you talk about healing or supernatural, supernatural yeah. Christians freak supernatural, out, man. Yeah. It makes get them a makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. It's almost like money. Like people yeah. get weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I said, "Why don't we just believe God?" And I said a simple prayer. I go, "You don't have to shake and fall out or <laughs> cluck like a chicken. Like yeah. let's just be normal <laughs> yeah, yeah. here." I said, "In Jesus' name, I raise up the name of Jesus above the name of lupus. I command you, be healed in Jesus' name. Spirit of God, touch her. Pain, leave her skin." And I said all right, Christy, I said, be honest, what's going on? And she goes, oh, my God, the pain's gone, the pain's gone. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, shame on me if I could announce King Henry better than I can announce King Jesus. So I'm like, Jesus, let's go. And the whole place, all these (laughs) certain denominations are going like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah. And on Sunday... There's, like, no music. They clap like this. But on Saturday night, I'm like, let's go, Jesus. And this lady's dancing around. It's like, dude, she, we just saw her five seconds ago. She was in pain, couldn't move. Her daughters are bawling. I go, what's your name? She's like, well, I don't remember her name. She's like, my name's Sally. I go, why are you crying? She goes, because I haven't seen mommy like this wow. in two years. Wow. So, this, so I said, all right, hey, we're going to close it out. I'll be over here to pray for anyone. If anyone needs prayer, I'll be the last one to leave. Dude, for two hours, I prayed for hundreds of people. We saw the power of God show up. Man. At the end, I go back behind the stage, and all the leaders of that thing are there. They look at me, and they go, what would you do that for? I go, what? We told you to do salvation. Why would you have to go into all the healing stuff? I go, what do you mean? They go, you don't have the authority to heal. You don't have the authority to do that. I'm like, bro, you got to read Luke 10. Like, he's given us the, like, I go, I don't. I was like, but dude, like, Acts 38, 10, like, Jesus of Nazareth is uh, is anointed, and he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. They go, well, you don't have the authority to do that, and you shouldn't have done that. And they try to hand me a check, and they go, here's your fee, just leave. I'm like, first of all, I never quoted you a fee or no like I just showed up. I go, I don't want your money. I didn't come here for that. And and I and I was so sad. Like the same leaders that picked me up at my truck and were like, Thank you for coming. What kind of water do you want? We'll get you anything and they'll walk with this way with us and security's like this. Dude, I walked back to my truck by myself in pitch black with nobody around me. But like I felt like my angels behind me, like yeah, chest yeah, yeah, bumping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so like my point is. Dude, we live in a world where even believers are not yeah. believers to a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's my dream, mm. is to wake up everybody that the supernatural Ooh. is weird and it doesn't have to, or the supernatural is w- real and it doesn't have to be weird. Because yeah. we think of Holy Spirit healing and we think of, you know, the evangelicals. Oh, in the name of God and I've seen it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have a problem with that, but... Like I just really want to walk the way he walked because yeah. it's real and it's really fun. <laughs>
3: Absolutely, man. You know? Absolutely, man. That's powerful. You're living the you know, dream, and, man. And and why not? Because we're living in a day and age where where you know back you know ten years, twenty years ago, you you would hear little things about people who were Satanists or believed the flip side of what we believe in, right? Yeah. And now that's that's in the forefront it's in movies it's in everything and so i i want to dream that just just for the supernatural and 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 be aware and and just know that when you believe for the supernatural you go you're going to contend with some things yep right and that's but but god is just asking for us for for our faith and for us to believe that he will that he will do
2: it and Man, man, I'm inspired, man. What an inspiring <laughs> me word. Me too. I
1: get around yeah. you guys. I'm yeah. gonna, like, do <laughs> something. Take <laughs> me to Hawaii with you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, that that verse that you brought up, he wants to do far and above what we ask or imagine. You know, we're here in our office, and we're here probably three days out of the week trying to strategize, even in ministry, trying to figure out, okay, if this, and But ultimately, at the end, it's like, God, have your way. Because you do it so much better better yeah. you know when we talk about finances man god's kingdom that economy is different yeah. you know, we just don't understand the ins and outs and how the numbers work but god's got it man and so i'm inspired by you this
1: morning
0: yeah i matt, love it bro Ooh. thank you man uh share share with us real quick What are, what's your podcast called
1: uh my podcast called level up with matt rogers and then we also have a thing called seven minutes with matt so level up i'll air it Uh, Every two weeks, I'll have a guest on. And then the seven minutes with Matt, I'll put on two times a week. And they're quick, seven-minute inspiring messages, which is funny you asked me that question. Like, I think the one we aired this week was, how do I know God speaks to me? And oh, I wow. talked about those three things. Wow. So you didn't even know, but no. I was ready for that <laughs> yeah, answer. Awesome, Cousins, know, go right? check I out I that y- show. Yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I I'm yesterday. definitely
0: going to listen to your show, yeah. and it's been an honor having you here. You're welcome back anytime. Dude, you guys are the
1: best. I'd, loved, <laughs> I'd love to be back here. And I think about this, like, as you guys hit the road, it's like, why can't the Katina's best days be ahead of them? Because mm. you guys have done so many awesome things, touched so many people, and you guys, like, I'm not just saying this to patronize you guys because I'm here, but, like, dude, you guys are the freaking goats when it comes to, like this music and we've seen like you've seen it all like we went through the 80s and 90s with the healing revivals and the supernatural and then that's always kind of died and then we went through like the seeker sensitive movement like I believe the supernatural is very much in season and God's coming back and it doesn't have to be weird it just has to be real and why can't the Katinas be on the forefront of that because the supernatural power don't come until the worshipers show up first. Mm. You know what I mean? Like y'all usher Play in the presence yep. of God. Yep.
0: So. Absolutely. We receive that, man. Yeah, we receive that. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you, bro. Love you guys. So those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.